میدین
Podcast. My name is Frank Brown. I'm with my brother. Abdul Islam. Can't forget who is also a former political prisoner. Today's episode, uh, we recognize the contributions and sacrifices and commitment of our beloved comrade and, um, you know, who's been granted uh, political asylum by the nation of Cuba. And um, we honor her. Her name is Asada Shakur. For those who don't know, and uh, we recognize her in this day of International Working Women's Month because of who she is and who she remains. And she continues to speak out against injustices. And this is this consciousness that was instilled in her by her grandparents who told her, don't say yes, ma'am, or no, ma'am. When you see certain people, you know, you hold her head, your head up because if you don't, we're going to knock it off your shoulders. So she was born, she was raised rather into thinking a certain way. And as she had a number of experiences with other oppressed people, she decided that if she's going to take on the title of a revolutionary, she has to live by that. Meaning that she had to take action. She was a member of the Black Panther Party. She then was a member of the Black Liberation Army. And those 
experiences helped her to be the woman that she is now and to help us know who she is and what her position is. Um, so anyway, we have somebody who's going to speak right now. And uh, hey, sister, peace and love. Alaikum salam. Where you speaking from? Where you joining us? Yeah. Hey, sister, hold on. I was trying to figure out how to put this on speaker so everybody can hear you. But while I finish, um, figure out how to do that, I'm going to keep talking. It's very important that um, we recognize Asada Shakur and what she contributes to us in terms of us moving forward. And it's very important that people understand who she is. So we pass on her legacy to the next generation. And uh, we understand that um, everybody who's raising a young black woman in an oppressed society must make that, uh, that teaching available to their students. Who are their children? Hello, sister. Peace. You on? Yes. Yeah, so today we dedicate this episode to Asada Shakur. We said that uh, she made contributions to our people moving forward. And uh, we want to recognize her contribution just like we recognize yours, uh, Sister Joy Powell. So everybody's listening to you right now. Oh, okay. Wow. That's a blessing. Yes. Um, Asada Shakur uh, is my cousin slash uncle Kamal Siddiqui, uh, that was his um, common-law wife, baby mother, and uh, so I, I've been in a struggle and knew about the struggle ever since I was a young kid, and um, yes, all power to Sister Asada Shakur, and um, would you like me to explain all my plight? Yeah, go ahead, Sister. Go ahead, Sister Holt. Okay. Yes, um, basically, I'm a 21st century slave, um, held hostage in a Bethel Hills Correctional Facility in New York State um, due to my commitment to human rights, equality, and justice for all. And um, prior to my um, two wrongful convictions, I was known as a voice for the voiceless in upstate New York, Rochester, New York. children at risk and created a safe haven after a child was murdered on the side of my hair salon. We closed it. It was a big building and turned it into a safe haven um, for the children. And uh, they had three hot meals a day. We did um, anti-violence skills with them, organized street cleanups, prayer vigils, um, candlelight vigils for murder victims. And we provided the children, of course, with new clothing, um, book bags, tutors. Uh, they did uh, shows at community centers, schools. We took them to a few jails, but a lot of colleges to let them know that that didn't have to be inevitably the uh, outcome of their life. And um, in the process, I was raising four sons. And uh, two of my sons have been murdered. Mm-hmm. One was killed in 20, um, oh, 
and I told him about the sign. And in the next two days, when I went on a visit, the sign was <laughs> they had painted over it. But they realized that no matter what they was doing, taking me through the meat grinder, it still wasn't making me silent. You know, and I began to teach the ladies how to write, and uh, instead of act, you know, uh, out when they were being uh, taunted and and beaten by the police in here, and so um, a lot of uh, the disciplinary guidelines have changed, and uh, I began to um, file lawsuits, well, prepare lawsuits. Even for my son that was murdered in 2018, he got killed by the police in Rochester. They shot my son over, I heard, a hundred times. Oh, wow. Yeah, his name was Terrell Blake. You truly are unbreakable, sister. Pardon me? I said you truly are unbreakable because your story... Um, is is a story that needs to be told and other people need to listen so that they can find inspiration because, um, you know, like Asada Shakur, she had to uh, undergo the torture mentally, physically, and just like you have to go, go undergo uh, torture mentally and physically, you know, so we, we salute you, sister, and we honor you. Oh, thank you so much, brother. I appreciate that. Yes, I... I and more sisters need to be like you, you know. Uh, the American ideal for a female is a dumb bunny blonde, you understand? Uh, you, you know, a, a Barbie doll, you know. You know, they ain't got a lick of sense. That's the American ideal for a female, you understand? But you are the grand example of a sister standing up and fight proud like a queen, you know. And we getting your voice out there, you know. And thank you most sisters so need to be like sisters need to be like you. Well, all right. I, I thank you so much, and I'm honored to be on your show and appreciate what y'all are doing yeah. out there. You know, just putting it out there, and uh, oh, and based upon um what they did as far as race decide now, um a clothing line has been launched for a part of my legal defense because they collect yeah. they they confiscated all of my legal property and threw it away hundreds of dollars worth of transcripts and prepared um, lawsuits and also um, um, challenging both of my cases so a young lady named Grace out of California she um, launched a clothing line for me Uh, it's hoodies and um, shirts, t-shirts that says joy is unbreakable (laughs) <laughs> and also um, Queen Warrior Joy and I, I would love if people out there that's listening under the sound of my voice would go to bonfire.com and purchase one of the shirts to um, help with this uh, legal defense and that I am um, trying to get sparked out there as far as um, getting all of my legal property back and um, basically sending my scuff missiles to the courts um, because this is the wrong. I, I was found guilty twice by an all-white jury um, told my, one of my witnesses, a white witness, he, he said that um, my lawyer told him he 
couldn't even say that I was clergy or an activist because the judge didn't want him to or he would get in trouble. And as it turns out, I just was sent some paperwork about that lawyer, David Owens in Rochester. He was suspended for fraud, deceit, and um, lies. They said that that was a kangaroo court and that it was a legal lynching. Would you say your situation is the same? Chicago, the interrupt. 
prophets, you know, and the message is love. So love is the answer. Absolutely. Love is the answer. And if we if we can get love, then we can uh, become positive and not allow negativity to have a front row seat in our lives. We'll right. put down the gut and we'll right. put down the knives and put down the uh, negative words and, and, and speak life to each other. Right, right, right. Because with love, you know, for beef start, the beef is 99% resolved already when we got that love in our heart. conversation because we not only do a podcast but we make time to go out into the community because we were out in Queensbridge and we gave out some um free clothes for babies and also um we was participating with Transform America my brother and our, our good brother Sugar Ray uh, we want to uh, ask you from your position um make a make a statement to the community about their importance about getting involved in the um struggle to free our political prisoners how they are the, the backbone of this work. And I include you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> yes, please. Yeah, I, wow, brother, that's right. That, it's very important to try to free, free our political prisoners because um, we have given our lives. We're, we're considered martyrs. Like, uh, uh, a lot of political prisoners, we're in here for crimes that we did not commit or either crimes that we had had to, some of some of them had to commit to save other lives, you know, and basically, um, I don't condone commit crimes, but what I'm saying is like, I uh, feel that it is totally preposterous for uh, the police to say that it's wrong to kill, yet they kill us, or yet they put us in prison and, and, and hold us hostage for decades and decades. You know, to rot in jail and then release some of the political prisoners when they're on their last leg. Yeah. Please stand up, put put out petitions, write the governor, organize rallies, um, go to your legislators, your your Congress people, and um, demand that they will free all political prisoners because when one political prisoner is in prison, all of us are in prison. So free us, free us. Free them all. Free them all. Free them all. All right, sister, we appreciate that. You're going to be free, sister. Thank you so much. And you're always welcome to speak your mind on our podcast because uh, it's very important that we recognize all our political prisoners because we say that these are freedom fighters and they're not terrorists. The officer is calling me, so God bless. All right, peace and love, sister. Black power. Tell that pig. Yo, yo. Tell that pig I said. No. <laughs> All right, peace, sister. Shields up. Shields up. Shields All up. right. Shields up. Peace. peace. All right. All right. Y'all heard it from the sister, our political prisoner. It was very important that she got to speak. Yeah, you hear us? Yes, I'm here. Well, all right, sister. Peace and love. 
I have been out there a couple of times to visit her, but definitely um, I'm hooking up with, I think, um, also you, Frank, and with um, Natasha, we're going to be going back out there again. We oh, hope in the yeah, next forward to sure that um, Joy doesn't think we've forgotten about her because so often with our political prisoners, you know, we will say we just got busy or whatever, but we cannot use that as an excuse because they never said they were too busy to fight that battle and continue to fight. So I want to talk just a little bit about Asada Shakur. Um, Asada and I were born on the same day, July 16th, and so was Ida B. Wells. So I just consider that a strong day for Black sisters. Um, Asada, I'm going to give just a, a little bit of information on her for those who don't know. She was part of the Black Liberation Army fighting for our liberation. Um, she was involved in a shootout in May the 2nd, 1973. And of course, it was on the, um, it was on the New, New Jersey Turnpike. And what the officer said was that they were missing a headlight, but they were actually trailing them. But anyway, it ended up being a shootout where one police officer was killed and our brother Zayed um, Shakur was also um, murdered by the police at that time. The thing about a lot of the killings that they claim that our political prisoners have done to police officers are there's no witnesses, there's no proof, there's no gun. But when this government said, that's what you did, then that's what you did. So they knew that about Asada Shakur. So Asada, um, of course, was on the run. She was finally caught and she was um, put in the hospital Then, from because she was shot. And then from the hospital, she went into Clinton prison where some of our revolutionary brothers, and I, I understand a sister was involved, a woman was involved, um, got her out of prison. She was underground and Fidel Castro took her into Cuba and where she is still in Cuba now. I was in Cuba um, actually uh, February, right before the pandemic broke out, February 19th. And I was, um, I had the pleasure of meeting Gloria Rolando. Gloria Rolando wrote the, and, and directed the documentary movie um, called Eyes on the Prize in 1997. And I did get to meet in Cuba and sit and talk with her um, we did not get a chance to see Asada. If you go into Cuba, it's very, very difficult because somebody may have a trail on you. And Asada now has a um, $2 million price tag on her head. And she's the um, only woman on the terrorist list uh, by this country. Now, the interesting thing is she went on the terrorist list in, ah, I believe, 2013. Well, in 2013, the president of this country was um, Barack Obama. So she went on the terrorist list, although people say, well, he's not the FBI, he's the president of the United States. She went on the terrorist list under Barack Obama. Um, while I'm on that crazy, um, crazy situation, often people like they, they talk so much about the fact that, um, that Barack Obama did this, Barack Obama did that, but Barack Obama had a lot more power 
than, than people think that he had. Barack Obama, when you are the president of the United States, you don't have to get anyone's permission to free any federal prisoners. So we have, we have um, prisoners now um, that are there, Matulu Shakur, uh, we we have um, a, a couple others. Um, I'm trying to, their names are slipping me right now. But we have um, Baranza. We have political prisoners now that all Biden would have to do is sign his name at that time, and those political those prisoners could be set free. So, well, I'm I'm saying that to say that um, with Assad Shakur. It was just very obvious. So under the Barack Obama administration is when she went on the FBI list and when there's a $2 million price on her head. So when you go to Cuba, trying to catch up with Asada um, is, is really almost impossible. But I, I have heard rumor that she is suffering from dementia. Not sure if it's a true rumor or not. That is something that, that we've heard. But we have to also not forget about our political prisoners, um, especially some of our women that may not be locked up behind the wall, but they they are political prisoners because, you know, they, they had to go to another country and hide out and, and all praise due to uh, Fidel Castro for allowing her in. I want to read something um, to you. And it's a, it's a sada in her own words. Right. My name is. My name is Asada, she who struggles. Ogabale, for the people, Shakur, the thankful one. And I, I am a 20th century escaped slave. Because of government persecution, I was left with no other choice than to to flee from the political repression, racism, and violence that dominate the U.S. government's policy towards people of color. I am an ex-political prisoner, and I have been living in exile in Cuba since 1984. I have been a political activist most of my life, and although the U.S. government has done everything in its power to criminalize me, I am not a criminal, nor have I ever been one. In the 1960s, I participated in various struggles, the Black Liberation Movement, the students' rights movement, and the movement to end the war in Vietnam. I joined the Black Panther Party by 1969. The Black Panther Party have become the number one organization, have become the number one organization targeted by the FBI's COINTELPRO program, counterintelligence program. Those of you out there who don't know about COINTELPRO, make it your business to find out. If you're listening to this right now and you don't know anything about COINTELPRO, find out. Um, I was targeted by the FBI's COINTEL program because the Black Panther Party demanded the total liberation of black people. Let me say that. She says, I'm targeted because the Black Panther, Pan- the black Panther Party um, demanded the total liberation of black people. J. Edgar Hubert called it the greatest threat to the internal security of the country and vowed to destroy it and its leaders and activists. Now that's in her own words. None of that was my personal opinion. That was Asada's own words. Mm-hmm. Um, I would also like to share just a couple of her quotes. Tell me if we if we get on a time thing. Um, right, we need to finish. 
Okay, her quote. Um, I have four short ones to, to do. It is our duty to fight for freedom. It is our duty to win. We must love each other and support each other. We have nothing to lose but our chains. And that's what, should, and, and that's what I think as a people we have to understand. We don't understand fighting for freedom. You know, we want to talk about what's happening in Ukraine. Some of them understand fighting for freedom. When you say, I'm going to stand up against Russia, and we're going to fight, and we're going to make homemade bombs. And we're, we have instructions on how to do it because we believe in our liberation. That's the kind of people we have to be. We have to also be willing to give our lives. I was listening to Ukraine's president this morning, and he said, listen, we will either win or we'll die. Now, they're going up against a big power like Russia. We will either win or we'll die. Because you have to have something worth dying for. That's where we have to get as a people. Her second quote, nobody in the world, nobody in history has gotten their freedom by appealing to the moral sense of the people who were oppressing them. See, we keep wanting white people to free us. We keep wanting the oppressor to free us. When I was teaching in the school system, I always used Dr. Cart's statement. Oppressors do not teach people they oppress on how to take the power away. So when you send your kids to these lily white schools and you're proud that your children are at Yale and, and Dartmouth and all these big universities, do you really think those oppressors are going to teach your little black child how to take power away? They're not. They may teach your little black child how to work high if he's brilliant in a corporate world for them, but they are not going to teach your black child how to take power away. So that's what um, with, uh, Asada said. We have a problem. When we start appealing to the moral sense of the people who are oppressing us. Another quote, and then I just have one more and I'm going to, I'll close this out. People get used to anything. People get, she says, people get used to anything. The less you think about your oppression, oppression, the more you're, you're, you're tolerant for its growth. After a while, people just think oppression is in the normal state of things. But to become free, you have to be acutely aware of being a slave. See, many of us want to say, oh, if I say I'm oppressed, I'm talking now. No, you're not. You are oppressed. Now, it's like understanding that you are a slave and you must do something to end this oppression. I mean, Brother Hawk's just talking about us shooting each other on the street, but you know, they do advertise when we shoot each other. White folks have been killing each other forever. They're like the biggest gangsters out there. You know, they go into school right. and and will destroy a whole class of kindergarten kids. So they're killing each other too. But who cares yeah. about that? Our concern is black life, not white life. Let white people be concerned about white life. And I say that, meaning that with every bit of my heart. Those are your people. If you're concerned about kindergarten kids being murdered, then you know what? Do something about it. Instead of yeah, I hear what you're saying. I understand uh, that, you know, when we celebrate this month and we recognize the contributions of Asada Shakur, it's very important that these sisters need to know Asada Shakur's story, they need to know our Joy Power's story, and people like that. Yeah, it, 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 it is. It is. You know, and we, we have to understand the role women have played in the revolution and the freedom of our people all over the world. All of those sisters in, in Africa. Um, we, we cannot act like sisters didn't play a role. And I think I learned this. What's your name, Huh? That's sister with your name. Absolutely. Well, yes, yes, you know, 
Tanya Shakur. Yeah. The, schools, the schools we go to are reflections of the society that created them. Nobody is going to give you the education you need to overthrow them. Nobody is going to teach you your true history, teach you your true heroes, if they know that that knowledge will set you free. Listen, I'm a prime example. We need to do a show one time on just how easy it was to fire me from the Board of Ed for teaching black history and teaching African children that they were Africans and what that means. Public school system isn't going to do it, but over 7 million black youth are in the public school system. So we need to get into that system and make sure the truth is told, but that educator that's teaching truth like Asada says they should be doing, you have to protect them. They can't end up out here with no money, no pension, because they were fired and the community sat back and went, mm. You know, I, I say this all the time. Um, December 12th movement was one of my biggest supporters when I was fired. D12, they're just not afraid. And they were, you know, they were one of my biggest supporters. Um, I would say out of everybody that supported me, and there weren't a lot, there were just a few, D12 stepped up to the plate um, more than any other organization. So I just want to end this with saying, listen, um, Sister Asada is still in, 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 in Cuba. Like I said, I don't know what her health condition is, but we have to keep keep giving praise to the Asada Shakurs, to the Ida B. Wells, um, to the um, Adeline Sitway. She's from she's from Senegal. Um, to our warriors all over the world. Absolutely, and there it is. All right, we appreciate the contribution, and we ask all those who are really like what we're doing and want to support the work who we share. Or at least. All right, sister. Peace and right. love. Much love to both of you, brothers, and thank you. These are some working brothers. Those of you that don't know, these are some. These two are working brothers. They, they don't do barbershop talk. They don't sit around and talk about what's happening. Barbershop talk. They are out there on the front lines doing the work, yeah. and I give you all sorts of praise for that. Take we care. Appreciate it, sister. So, these sisters right there, we say be like these uh, warrior women. You understand? Uh, and Asana, you know, women like this, you know, uh, put their foot down and make dudes get out here and fight. One thing Asana yes, 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 yes. Your people, you dudes out there, use a pump. Asana said that. You're not fighting your people, use a pump. You know, yes. so stand on you just show the people with you. Also, our people need to read the history
Um, right now, what we're putting together is we have an open letter um, from Suniata Cody to the residents in Queensbridge. Um, I'm going to be out in Queensbridge probably Friday uh, if everything goes right and put actually put up that uh, banner. The banner is his personal letter that he gave to me in this open letter to the, uh, the community of Queensbridge. So we ask that people respect it and people take pictures of it, put it on social media and spread the word. Because as Suniata said, and I will continue to say, it's not up to the state to free political prisoners, it's up to the people, taxpaying citizens, the people to free political prisoners. So brother, uh, you got any closing remarks? I said everything that needed to be said. No, just good to get the information out there, you know, and we're saying to our people out there, you know, search and search and search for more and more information, reality, what's happening in the world, you know, in regards to our children, you know, we're going to teach the truth to our youth, you know. There's a big move, you understand, to uh, tell our children lies and myths and everything like that. So it has to be a, a big upsurge, you know, in our search for reality, real information, you know, and get the information on our political business, business of war, free them all. Free them all. You know how we do, we close out with our brother. credit to this idea of Ms. Kathy Hughes on Radio 1. She's like, Michael, it is time. And you guys organize a fund to set aside to help people who sacrifice for our freedom. Meaning, we every time something happens, I hear this. Why don't the gang bangers jump up and do something for them? Why don't you kill them and kill each other? And I say to myself, when is the last time you sent money to Asada Shakur? When is the last time you sent money to Matulu Shakur? When is the last time you sent money to Mami Abu-Jamal or Larry Hoover or Jeff Ford or Leonard Pelter? When is the last time you have made it your business to send money to a revolutionary or a hoodlum that has helped us? And until we start to do that, how can we ask these young men to be warriors? Because if they do it in the name of the hood, at least the hood going to honor their name always. At least the hood going to make sure at least their children got something or their mama's house is looked after as a community. If we're going to ask people to bungee jump for us with no cord, be prepared to take care of them when they get a license. Be prepared to look after their families. See, I don't mind the work get done, but let's take care of the workers. Let's stop asking more out of people than we would do for ourselves. So what I'd like to see, my dream thing, is to see one million people from the culture dedicate $10 a month. That's $10 million a month, $120 million a year toward taking care of civil rights leaders who have worked on our behalf and are elderly now and don't have to take care of themselves, like Rosa Parks, whose rent was paid by the owner of, of, of um, Little Caesar's Pizza. We should have had a fund to make sure that she never had to worry about that again in her life. We should have a fund that makes sure money makes it to Asada Shakur. And Matulu Shakur has, has, has legal has legal representation and food. And Leonard Pelcher, who has um, diabetes in jail, can get insulin and taken care of. And until we start doing it, $10 a month is about what you pay on a couple fast food restaurant visits. So if a million of us do that for the rest of our life, look at how well we'll be taking care of the people that we're asking to sacrifice on our behalf. I agree. And, um... Thanks for tuning in. And as we conclude this episode of Northeast Political Prisoner Coalition, we ask that you please uh, share it. Uh, check us out at www.northeastpoliticalprisonercoalition.wordpress.com. 
You can also call us at 347-679-3936. Please text me first. My name is Frank Brown. I'm a representative of the Northeast Political Prisoner Coalition. would love to hear from you. Please share uh, if you want to contribute to this work as we uh, take this very seriously. And don't let political prisons die in prison. You could uh, donate at Cash App, which is uh, dollar sign Safus and Kofa. That's dollar sign Safus and Kofa. Thank you very much for taking the time to tune in. Peace.